Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life, and tonight's podcast is... Um, everything. We have really great topics tonight from people who wrote in, of course. Um, we're going to talk about what happens religious practices if one side does a religious practice with your child and doesn't include you, doesn't <laughs> like ask a seance? you. Like a baptism, <laughs> oh, specifically. Okay. But... I mean, different religions and different families. Yeah. That's something that should be in custody orders. We anyway, know some blended families like that. We'll talk about it. Okay. Um, what, your ex is a bully. <laughs> Aren't they all? <laughs> We're going to talk about that. Um, should you deal with how your ex shows up to pick up your kids if they're dressed a little bit slutty? Oh. And I've never dressed slutty to pick up my kids. I'm just saying. If you start. Uh, and then, you know, how to break it to a five-year-old that they are about to be a big brother for the first time when they're still questioning why my real mommy and daddy don't live together. All right. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. So well, we've got a lot of interesting topics tonight. Yeah. Thank so, you for uh, everyone who wrote in. Yeah. And sorry we weren't here last week, you guys. We have been working <laughs> on something very special. And I'm just going to spill the beans right now. You do it. I'm going to, yeah, you go. Uh, She's going to Instagram while we do this because she's talking to you guys on Instagram live. So we have a new state-of-the-art podcast studio coming that's going to have better lighting and better sound. And we are just kind of going full-fledged pretty much for you guys. (laughs) We are really just in it to, to... really just make the quality better for you guys and um, put out better content. And um, we just, we have a lot more coming. So that's going to be here in the next few weeks. Very coming soon. We've been putting our blood, sweat, and Julie's tears into it. Literally. She bonked her head on the roof so hard the other day and tears came. Pretty sure that wasn't the only reason I was crying. (laughs) She's she's just a cry baby. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Where are we starting? All right, so first of all, I want to say thank you to everyone who writes in every week um, and gives us content because it's we want to talk about what you guys want to know about. So if you have questions or situations or you need advice or maybe you just want everyone to know that they're not alone, write in, you know, um, Instagram, email, YouTube, 
find us on Facebook, um, all the ways we, we do our best to get back as quickly as possible. So yeah. we appreciate you guys and quickly, so much. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Brooke. They're both on watching us live on YouTube right now. So hi, you guys. Hey, Brooke wrote in <laughs> and asked, does Eric wear, first question of the night, does Eric wear white every Thursday on purpose? I said, yes, it's his purity color. It's my purity color. It's the only thing pure about me. Purity to tell you rocks. The truth. Yeah. Anyways. It uh, is true. Yeah. No, I started wearing white t-shirts for the podcast. So I had a bit of a uniform because some days I just. <laughs> a uniform? Well, I have a uniform every day. It's usually a t-shirt and shorts and usually sandals. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm doing something professional and then. I'm like, I'm kind of like, uh, like Superman where I just walk into the thing for I'm not comparing my actual <laughs> self to Superman. I just, I was going to say, did everyone just hear Eric compare himself to Superman? I, let kind, me finish. Okay. You know what? Okay. Okay. Like fake Wonder news. Woman. Let me finish my sentence. <laughs> I walk into the bathroom and it literally takes me about five minutes. I, I do my hair real quick. I put on like a nice shirt. I usually throw on like some pants. And some boots, and I go from like homeless to Superman <laughs> in a matter. You throw of, your cape on, but how real long quick. does it take me to get ready? Really, though, like truly, like I hey, get we're ready going faster. Somewhere. You do? Yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> she has lipstick on you guys today. This is the most she's done in months. Lipstick, and yeah. then you just put glasses on, and it covers everything else. <laughs> I at least do my hair. <laughs> anyway, everyone, look at Eric's look hair, my hair. too. Yeah. No, <laughs> All right. First question. Um, I'm going to read the email. So you're just going to have to sit back and enjoy this because it's very I'll important in the corner. And I want if you're not religious, like if you're not Christian or Catholic and bap, well, or Christian Buddhist. is baptism. So um, I don't want you to get hung up on the religious thing here because you can apply this to what would you do? If the other household had your child engage in a religious practice without you, without your knowing, without your permission, without you being there. Um, I think that this is something a lot of blended families deal with. I think that there's a lot of blended families who one household's Buddhist, like practices Buddhism, the other household practices Christianity. And it's a really difficult thing. So before we go forward, a really good piece of advice and something that I believe is in my parenting agreement. But if not, people always ask us, what should you put in your parenting agreement? What should you go to mediation and discuss? Religious practices is a really good one to put in there, especially if say you are both Christian households and Missing out on your child engaging in a religious practice that means a lot to you would be very heartbreaking. It would be almost like your child getting married and you're not there to see <laughs> yeah. it type of a thing. So it's a good thing some, to, to think some people about. that would actually be worse. That would be more detrimental to their feelings than, yeah. you know, so. So anyway, all right, here we go. Um. I have been with my boyfriend now for over two years. He has an eight-year-old daughter. We are not married yet. However, we live together and basically function as if they were married. My stepdaughter, who was eight, 
has expressed her interest in being baptized recently. This year, she has attended a private Catholic school. It's the only school in our area that provides in-person learning due to COVID. My stepdaughter has ADHD, and in-person learning is the best option for her. She's currently in second grade. Great job, you guys, getting her in person. That's awesome. Um, So Significant Other and I are aware that she is attending a Catholic school. She's thriving and is doing well. As a family, we, we practice as Christians in our home, and the bio mom is the farthest thing from being religious. And then she says, you know, bio mom claims she's Catholic, but definitely doesn't practice. We are aware that Catholics are Christians. However, some of the practices are a little different. Yes. This is not how I plan to raise my children in my household when we choose to have children of our own. However, I support uh, my stepdaughter's decision to want to get baptized, although she doesn't think that it was really her decision to get baptized in the first place. Interesting. Okay. It goes on. Bio mom has told my stepdaughter not to talk about God and refuses to pray with her at dinner. She basically shuts her down and shames her. My stepdaughter originally said she wanted to be baptized as a Catholic so she can participate in school activities, go to communion, and go to confession. However, my significant other and I are extremely convinced that BioMom is selling this to stepdaughter because she wants a monthly discount for tuition. So... If you're not a Catholic and you're not participating in church, it's more if you are a practicing oh, Catholic and you part, you, you know, get a discount. You get a discount. Welcome to the club. Yeah. So, and she says, backstory, my partner and I never completely agreed to our step, my stepdaughter attending the school due to financial concerns, but bio, ma- bio mom made the ultimate decision to enroll her. Zero agreement. The, his child support has already increased from... Well, a few hundred dollars. Okay. Two weeks ago, my stepdaughter told my significant other that she wanted to be baptized as a Christian, and she doesn't care if she misses out on activities, because I guess there's activities at the Catholic school that you can be in if you're practicing Catholic, all that stuff. Okay. Oh, okay. They had a long, genuine conversation. He told her it is ultimately her choice. She decided she wants to be a Christian. As a family, we do go to a Christian church and have for almost two years. Um, When I picked up my stepdaughter last week, she completely changed her mind, ironically, after she was with bio mom for a week, oh gosh, and decided she wanted to be baptized as a Catholic and can change her mind again in seven years. Interesting. I'm not sure. If you guys are Catholic and what is the seven-year thing? Or someone explained to me, write it down. If you get baptized in Catholic Church at seven years, can you change your mind, or is that just her saying she can do it? I don't <laughs> it's, know. Uh, it's, is it uh, a number that means something? I, I know. I don't know. I am not Catholic, therefore okay, I do I'm not know. I'm just curious. All right. Uh, statue of limitation runs out on your <laughs> baptism <laughs> every seven years. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So significant other. Okay. So, okay. So that that was that. So then, fast forward. Her significant other picked up her stepdaughter and found out that she was baptized as a Catholic without him even knowing about it or being invited to it. My stepdaughter apologized 
for not texting him. Bio mom says she told her to. How old was she again? She's eight. She's eight. So Brooke says in seven years she'll be 18. Could be that. Oh, look at you, all mathematician. Brooke's very smart. She's very smart. Um, Okay, so... But by a mom did not even tell my significant other about it. She put my stepdaughter in the middle of this. However, her, as in the bio mom's entire family was there. My significant other is livid. She did it behind his back and didn't even say a thing. Rightfully so. When bio mom finally responded, she said, there is nothing to discuss. And the only thing that they can accomplish is agreeing to disagree. Wow. Per the parenting agreement, they have joint legal custody and decisions regarding school and religion should be discussed slash agreed upon by both parents. I feel like this is something worth speaking to our attorney to and filing a motion for contempt. My significant other feels like it's a waste of time, but honestly, I feel like bio mom needs to be shut down. She acts like the superior parent and makes decisions like the superior parent. I am concerned that if we don't do something now, she's not going to stop. Personally, I cannot live like this, watching bio mom walk all over my significant other. Has anyone been in this position? What are your thoughts? We are beside ourselves and can't believe that bio mom can be this manipulative. Yeah, that's pretty freaking manipulative. Um, I'm not a big, like, take them to court kind of guy. I'm all about keep the peace until things cross the line. I personally feel like this is crossing the line. Like personally, um, if they had a discussion about it and it had been worked out prior and, you know, but I mean, it was like completely left in the dark and to find a, find out about this after, after the fact. I mean, to some people, to a lot of people, faith is the be all end all. You know, baptism is truly, you know, giving your life, to Christ is is dying to yourself and giving yourself to Christ and and something that big to um a lot of people is just it's the be all end all and I'm just I feel like this is kind of one of those things where it's like all right you know court it is because where's she going to stop you know if she's willing to cross that line um with the kids and um go that far with it uh, what what's next? You know, um, I don't. What's your thoughts on this? Well, I first I put myself in the dad's shoes because religion's super important to me. I'm Christian. Um, baptism is super important to me, and I've actually had this talk with my kids already because we both, my ex and I, take our kids to separate churches to Christian churches. Right. And I know baptism is in the future. I mean, God willing, in their lives. Like that is, um, as part of our Christian faith, something that we do. So um, I would be devastated. I mean, pretty close to marriage. Like it's on par with my kids, you know, getting married. You know, so to miss out on that, even though they're... Okay, so what I've been told about this is that you're, you know, everyone's walk with God is their own, you know? So right. 
a baptism isn't about my kid's baptism isn't about me or showing it to the world or social or media. showing it to the world or social media. So because, you know, would I be upset if my child was 30 and living in a different state and at church one morning and hadn't been baptized uh, right, his whole and, life and decided or her to her whole life yeah. and felt the calling to go up there and get baptized right. on a whim. Would I, and parents aren't involved and it was his or her decision. Right. You know, I would be nothing but happy for them. Right. So I, I, I think of that. I think that at eight years old, um, at eight years old, do, I mean, do you even really know what baptism fully means? I was thinking about that with my kids. Right. Like at eight years old, do you fully know what you are committing to owning up to um, with baptism? And that's with her, with this, with this little girl, this eight-year-old girl going back and forth between religions, even between Catholicism and Christianity. Um, the only thing that would give me peace about this as the father would be that my daughter probably isn't even fully aware to what she did. So I think that having said that, the only thing that would give me peace is you don't, you don't just have to get baptized once. Right. So she might feel she's going to be a different person at 18, at 28, at 38. And she might come around and, and really realize like, Hey, like I was, I'm Christian and being baptized in the Christian church is a totally different thing and will mean differently. And if that's her path later in life, maybe you could be there for that. Um, I can hear people yelling at their phones right now or their listening devices going, that's not the point. No, that is I, not it the isn't. Point. I, but I try to think of to not kill people. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. <laughs> right. And to, to try to get peace around something that's already happened. You can't take it away. You can't go back. You can't redo it. Um, it's been done. I try to look for... How am I going to live with this knowing I missed out? And what I would tell myself to back myself off a cliff are those two examples. You know, it's it's her relationship with God, not mine. It God, She belongs to God, not me. I pray this about my own children all the time, you know. Um, and really, it's about her salvation, not mine. And... So, you know, you just kind of have to reframe things not to lose your shit. Right. So, so that's where she is. That's total. like, that's where, but I think, I so think. Let me give you the answer everybody wants. Let's, ha let's have it. Of course, this is bullshit. Of course, this is wrong. These are lines that should never have been crossed. Um, if this happened to me, I will, I would, I would be so heartbroken. I would be so angry and so heartbroken. Finish your sentence. That's it. That's it? Okay. Well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's, the, that's the whole point of it. I mean, like, it's not, to me, it's not about what the actual symbolism here is, what you're talking about. You're getting down to the core of it and how to deal with it and how to live with it. At the end of the day, the surface problem here 
is that X is willing to cross this line. X is willing to take these steps and go this far. You know, um, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's like if you give an inch, they're going to take a mile type of thing. Mm -hmm. And this is already her taking an inch and going three quarters of that mile. It's like, if she's willing to go that far, what's the next shoe to drop? You know, this is really, if she's testing the water with this type of stuff, you know, and being like, well, deal with it. And I think that's where the court comes in and goes, whoa, you have way overstepped your parenting boundaries. I mean, she's saying here um, in this letter to you that she acts like the dominant parent. Like she acts like she's the only one that matters. She's walking around with her chest puffed out and she's the only one that matters. And as they progress in life, I mean, what what she's eight years old, Mm -hmm. you know, daughter's eight years old. What happens in, you know, seven, eight years from now as daughters, you know, in high school and getting into driving and, you know, and all the stuff that comes with all of that, Mm -hmm. what kind of lines are going to be crossed then? And that is the only reason why I'm even, I'm even saying this is probably the first time you've ever heard me say it on podcast. Like, yeah, this is a good time for court because that is an absolute distant line that has been crossed. Yeah. I want to, something that should be squashed and that might help court or not is it's never a good idea to have the kids communicate between parents. Right. Putting the kids in the middle and I know you can't control if the ex or the other bio parent does that, but you know, you can squash it on your end. And if your kid tries to communicate something about the other parent to you, you can say, well, they should call me then, or we should talk about it then and shut it down. Um, because that is very, very detrimental to kids. It's confusing. It puts them in a terrible position and it's not, the court would order them to, have you ever heard of a judge tell a child like, you're going to be the go-between between your parents. No. No, what what ends up happening no. is if the kid wants, they can start becoming manipulative. They can start playing sides. They can start playing that too. it to their favor. Yeah. And before you know it, you're only getting part of the story. Yeah. Or you're not getting the whole story. Or you're not even getting the right story. All yeah. of a sudden, kid comes home. They're like, how am I going to play this yeah. to my benefit? Yep. So I think that is something in this story that is very, very, that just shouldn't happen. Um, Also, I mean, I would start going to that church, showing up every Sunday. Here we are. (laughs) We're just going to sit next to you. Here's the vindictive Um, side. Here's the vindictive side. Um, Yeah, I, I think that this would be one of those things that to me would be court worthy as well. I try to picture what a judge would do in this situation. Would judge take away custody? What What would a judge do? Would I, I don't know what a judge a judge might like reprimand and and I think that's what you're what? hoping. That's what you're hoping to get. I have no idea what a judge would do in a situation like this. Yeah, but it also might be like, hey, look, you do this again, and there's going to be consequences. And it, I mean, who who knows? I'm just going yeah. out on a limb here, but it could be something as much as like you do this again, you're getting 30 days jail time because yeah. you are going against a court order, 
Right. Regardless of if it's family court, civil court, criminal court, whatever right. it is, you're going against a court order. You go against this again, there is going to be jail and fines to pay. Jail and fines. I, I mean, because that is something that, um, you know, that p- people have to pay um, uh, for hardship. Uh, what's what's it called? I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, restitution. You know, people do have to pay restitution on this, on stuff, you know, and it's not, you know, someone mm-hmm. kills a family member, they have to pay restitution on it. It's not going to bring the family member back. It's not going to make you feel better. But at the end of the day, it is a way that they are paying restitution for something mm-hmm. they did wrong. And I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen here, mm-hmm. but it could be something that's threatened or who knows. Yeah. I'd be interested. I would speak to an attorney before you go to court, right? Sure. I always say, because sure. we had somebody else write in about, we had someone else write in recently about they wanted advice. They were buying a house together. They were fiancéed and they were buying a house together and they wanted all the kids protected because they each came with kids and they're buying a house, you know, so oh, I see what it was like, and I, so I said, you know, get a family trust, split the house evenly amongst the kids and do it now while you guys are getting along and happy (laughs) versus later when it's not going right i also said take all your like pay for one hour of an attorney's time yeah and bring in all your questions and so i i would advise that too like if this is something that is a non-negotiable deal breaker as far as like we're not tolerating this we're going to take a stand i have done this so much (laughs) i have done this so many times paid for an hour of a lawyer's time and asked all my questions because I was just fed up. I felt things were unfair. I wanted to rip someone's head off and I wanted to know the outcome. Like, is this court worthy? And what that meant for me is I take this to court, then what? And like, you got what's ta- going to happen? Well, and, and you got talked off a limb quite often. It was kind of like, no, you're unreasonable. <laughs> yeah, because it's always a risk going to court, right? Like, are you going to get stuck with the ex's attorney fees? <laughs> it's a risk you take a I judge can do whatever they want right you know are you gonna be is things gonna get turned around back on you is the judge going to be like this is a giant waste of time and give us a, a slap on the wrist but really nothing's changed and now you've wasted all this time and energy and now things are worse between you and the ex like co-parenting now is 50 times harder because now you just went to court the kids are drugged through the ringer because mom and dad are fighting in court, like court comes with a whole hell of a lot of consequences and fees and fees and the kids suffer a lot. Everyone suffers. Everyone suffers. So it would make sense to go talk to an attorney and see possible outcomes for bringing this before a judge. Because obviously we all agree the moral right thing to do is to co-parent religious activities invite the other parent you know hash it out if you're talking to a lawyer make sure that it's a family law lawyer from your area and the reason i say that is because it might seem like family law is very straightforward but then it might be the city that you're in or the county that you're in and judges tend to do things differently in their own counties. It's so true. And they tend to go by their own books and by their own feelings. Judges, it's all very subjective. 
It really is. There is and no the, clear cut so, in so the, family law. The reason I even say this is because a family lawyer in your own area is going to know the judges, is going to know the judges' habits, behaviors. Um, That's really great advice. You know what I mean? They're going to know if... You brought this before one of our if judges. If your ex is a blonde yeah. female, they're going to win every single time type of deal. You know? They might know that the judges in this area, two out of three or one out of two judges are most likely going to go in favor Yeah, because that's just the history that they have. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say that because judges should not be this way, but that's just the world we live in. Whether we like yeah. it or not, whether you're male or female, you are one religion or another, you're one political party or another, the the fact of the matter is people take sides quite often these days. Everyone has biases. We're human. Yes. So that is so many buys these days. The best piece of advice that Eric gave is find a law attorney in your, if you were going to court, go to court, a family law attorney in your court city jurisdiction, jurisdiction. Thank you. That's super important. Um, And then also I want to sum up with this as far as, you know, she, the, the woman who wrote in says that she just can't stand it and can't continue on with her significant other being walked on. Right. And that is something you have to deal with with each other. You know, no attorney is going to fix that. No court is going to fix that. Because even if the court fixes this one issue, if your significant other... He is who he is. He behaves how he behaves. And so if this one thing gets squashed, well, the next thing's going to come up. And mm-hmm. so this is something that you're going to have to work with him on and come to some sort of agreement or compromise. And if you can't compromise and you are just committed to doing life this way, then it's something you accept and move on. Right. And you step back. You step out of the arena. You're no longer going to give your mental and emotional energy to this and you let him figure it out. Like if you're going to stick with him and there is no compromise where he's like, how can I do this different and trying to like work with you? Then it's kind of one of those things where you're just going to have to be like a silent partner. And then I don't know what else to tell you, but that support. Yeah. That's something that is a relationship issue. That you need to deal with with him. And that's really, really hard. And I would approach that by just showing him your heart and letting him know how hard it is for you to witness how he's walked on. And you don't know how to help. You don't know how to be there because you don't agree with it. And that you really want to be a great wife to him. But you just don't know how. And maybe you ask him for suggestions. How can I support you? How can I support you? You know, and it's it's really his cross to bear. It's his daughter. It's his ex. It's him who is responsible and going to have to go to court. Right? You can't lead this charge. It's not appropriate. It's not. You have no legal rights. Even after you're married, you have no legal rights to this child or a dog in that fight other than you're just living with it. So also want to point out, this is why court orders are important. 
It's something to hold someone's feet to the fire. If you didn't have a court order, you would have absolutely zero leg to stand on. So to all of you out there who maybe don't have court orders, nothing filed with the courts, um, and something like this were to happen. Oh, freaking well. Oh, well, go cry yourself to sleep. So here's the thing, though. We've talked about this on other podcasts. If you don't have a court order and it is something that you think might help you or might come into favor for you because you do have an ex that would do something like this or your spouse has an ex that would do something like this, doesn't mean that you have to go grab a lawyer and run to court. What you can do is go to mediation. And we've talked about this a little bit. But mediation is basically a place that you guys show up, you bring both your issues to the table, both um, both your topics, what you guys want to talk about, what you would like to get accomplished, and basically a mediator sits there and helps you mediate and come up with a plan that fits both sides. If both sides agree on it, they put it in. If both sides can't agree on it, they get rid of it. So at the end of the day, it's not someone deciding your fate other, other than you and your ex. So they're just a mediator that's helping you guys come together and, and draw up a playbook that works in favor for both of you. If you don't want to agree to something, you don't agree to it, and it doesn't stick. So Yeah, mediation's great. And if you already have a parenting plan in place, and this, I feel like this is where this couple is right now, and this happens, I mean righteous anger, right? You absolutely should be angry about this. This is not okay. Um, you know, and... Maybe you have a religious ceremony in your church for your daughter. I'm trying to think of solutions of how we can fix that, this or make it better. You know, and I don't know, maybe you talk to your pastor at your Christian church and you seek advice there. Like if you guys go to church, that is why we have church leaders. You know, that's why we have elders. That's why we have um, people in of, of authority at church. Like I would go talk to your pastor, I would explain the situation and I'm sure he will give you great advice. And maybe you ask him, is it appropriate for her to be baptized in our church so that we can be a part of this? Um, I've been baptized three times in my life. Actually, if you guys want to see one of them, the most current one, we got baptized <laughs> together. It's on our it's on our YouTube page. And it's actually, yeah. if you go into our page, go into Blended Life, um, our actual channel, it's yeah. the video that plays when you come into our main page. So yeah. uh, super, ki- super fun. The kids were a part of it without being a part of it, which was also kind of a blended family issue because originally we wanted our children to be a part of it after talking with our exes which we gave them the courtesy of we decided it wasn't the best fit for our kids to be a part of it and when we were drawing up our plans to do this and do this as a family it was seeming like man it would be so cool if we all got baptized together however it ended up being just julie and i the kids were there to witness it and then they all jumped in afterwards and but it worked out perfectly it It was was, it was the way it was meant meant to be it was fun so go check that out on our YouTube page. It's a lot of fun. You know, it's a quick little, what, three-minute video probably. Um, but you guys will see it. You know, we had a lot of fun with it. And it ended up being a surprise for our parents that we played as part of our main wedding venue video. So it was fun. Maybe one day you'll see a video. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll see a video. We'll see videos. Maybe one day. Someday. You said, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. 
But um, yeah, I I just also think you go seek counsel at your church, you know, and um, your church might not feel churches have different feelings about when it's appropriate for children to be baptized. And like Brooke pointed out, Brooke said that she thinks it's odd the Catholic Church did a baptism without the dad present. I was thinking that too. Um, I was wondering, I don't know you know, much if about you were Catholicism or so Catholicism, know. Christianity, anything. I feel like if if maybe he was just didn't know, but also, I mean, it could just be the church that they go to. I, I I'm aware of a lot of churches. Most of them are great. Some of them are terrible. I'm aware of a lot of pastors, a lot of priests. Some of them are great. Some of them are terrible. It's just like anything in life. I mean, you know, you 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 can find jokes about anything because there's some truth to it. You can yeah. find Catholic priest jokes. Does that mean every Catholic priest is bad? You can find police jokes. Does that mean every police officer is bad? No, there's few bad apples in every single walk of life. Um, ex-husband, ex-wife jokes everywhere right? We all joke about it. Does it mean every ex-husband and ex- every ex-wife is terrible? <laughs> Julie shakes her head yes. <laughs> no, there's just a They're few just bad apples. They're just not good for you. Right. That's what I'm saying. There's just, there's going to be. There's a church for everyone. There's a church for everyone. There's just a, keep that in mind. There's a pastor for everyone. There's, there's a, a husband for everyone. Catholic priest for every. Anyway, <laughs> but here's a question because One. it's something I'm so when I'm thinking about this, how do you address this with stepdaughter? So would you make her feel bad or shame her that she did this and how dare she? No. Do you say nothing? Do you say congratulations? We're so happy for you. No, I think I think where you go with this is you don't shame her. She's eight years old. Does she ha- ultimately have a choice in this? Say she did. Say she had 100% choice in this. You know, ex-wife and, and and stepdad talked her into this, and it was a hundred percent her choice. And I'm I'm air quoting that hundred percent her choice. She felt like this was the way to go. Do you think eight year old has the capacity to wrap her mind around how this is going to make you know daddy and stepmom and and no. everyone feel? No way. No. You don't shame her for this. Mm-mm. This even if she says this was my idea, and don't get mad at mom. Don't and get dad. mad at mom. Yeah, don't get mad. At the end of the day, she doesn't have the capacity to know the outcome of this. So don't shame her for this. What you do is you let her know how this made you feel, why a decision like this made you feel the way that it does, you know, without shaming her in it, without putting her in mental timeout and making her feel bad about it. Because at the end of the day, this is a wonderful thing in this eight-year-old's mind, whether it's a wonderful thing in yours baptism at any level for anyone should be a good thing and should be celebrated within them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I don't think you make it an issue. I think that you just, you could own that you're disappointed you didn't get to be there and you're, you're sad you missed out, but you know, if this was right for you, so happy for you. Right. Um, but anyway, I don't know. She's eight. She's very the center of her own world right now as all eight years, eight-year-olds are all. And 12-year-olds. Egocentric, right? The world revolves around them. They haven't yet learned that they revolve around the world like they actually contribute, right? Everyone lives to serve them at eight. And that's something we teach our kids, that they are a citizen, not a ruler. So 
I hope that that was of some help, some comfort, some direction. I would love to know what you think. If you were the one that wrote in about this, let what me if know. This was, what if this was your kid? If this isn't you writing in and this is your kid, comment, let us know. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, comment below. Let us if know. If you've dealt with this, let us know. If you've gone Ooh, to court over this, it? I want to know what a court's done about, you know, religious practices that go against a court order that you have in place. I'm just curious. And then smash that like button and subscribe. Yeah. All right. Next question. Um... My ex is what I would consider to be an adult bully. And constantly I see her manipulate actions with my child and bad-mouthing my wife. All- it always goes to her. <laughs> you, you hear bully and you think, you think like a, a 13-year-old boy and then it goes to her. It's like adult 30-year-old. All the while, she's using fear tactics to keep us from co-parenting successfully. Most recently, she had a sit down with my child and told them that they shouldn't call my wife mama anymore since she's his real mom and my wife isn't. This, by the way, is a nickname. Is a nickname. I'm not going to say the full name because it would give away. Yeah, and not a problem. This is anonymous. So this is, by the way, a nickname that my child came up with for my wife three years ago. When we got married, every time I would hear him call her her name, it irked me, but I felt like I couldn't say anything for fear outside of making our home environment safe and something he can't just be himself anymore. That didn't make sense. I think I read that wrong. Sorry. So anyway, he's afraid of saying the wrong thing at the wrong house. Okay. And that's how the ex is manipulating Things by using fear tactics and making the child afraid of yes. So my ex and I only communicate through talking parents app right now, but that doesn't deter her from sending page long messages, threatening us, mocking us and expressing how she just wants me to have respect for her and get along. Wildly <laughs> enough. Wow. I have dealt with this type of narcissistic behavior for years, but it's becoming clear that my child is understanding everything that's going on and becoming very stressed out, not wanting to make any wrong moves or upset anybody. I never once have spoken poorly of his mom to him or tried to make any mistakes or create any waves, but my heart is breaking at the damage that's being done my wife and I have tried to successfully blend our families with our kids, even though my ex's tactics of saying things like, they're not your real brothers and sisters, so don't oh, call gosh. them that. Call them your friends. I don't even know what I'm fully asking, but I guess when enough is enough, what can we do? Real quick, I'm going to chime in. I love it. Go for it. Well, because I know you've got a lot to talk on this. I, you do. I don't. I feel like you do. I feel <laughs> I feel like you do better than anyone. Um, my thought on this is don't chime in. Don't don't uh, take it with a grain of salt. You know what the other heart is. You know what the other family is. You know what the other family is doing and saying. And you see the game that's being played. You hit the nail on the head when you said um, the kids are seeing the game that's being played. And it's breaking their heart. You playing this game with them 
is only going to be you playing the game with them. It's going to be you contributing to breaking their heart and putting them in a hard place. If you don't play the game and you let this type of behavior, which is a very hard thing, roll off your back and you don't buy into it, it's, the kids are going to see that you don't buy into this and that this behavior is only one-sided. And what's going to happen as the kids grow up, they are going to realize that this behavior is only one-sided and they're going to see the side that it comes from. And and the kids are ultimately going to judge where this behavior comes from, right? They're going to see it. They're going to see the push and the pull and they're going to see who contributed to this and contributed to this stress and this is going to take years. This isn't something that's going to get that's going to get solved by listening to this podcast and now I have the right answer and here's what I'm going to do. It's something that's going to get solved over years and years of kids seeing wh- what's going where and what the behavior is and the kids ultimately making their own decision. So it 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 makes a hard time for you. It makes a hard time for the kids. Let this garbage roll off your back. Take it with a grain of salt. And what do we always say? You don't have to respond to the other parent unless it's a major emergency and it's something you know has to be responded to. You do not have to buy in and play this game. Yeah, I agree. I think that I wouldn't ever... A toxic ex who manipulates and is writing letters and emails and one saying one thing but doing another and all these things like um if it's not a custody related issue like um what time on easter sunday do we exchange i forgot or can i we're taking a family vacation the summer we'll be gone these dates if it's not like you know i need to create a doctor's appointment for johnny and i need you know your permission or daughter wants to get her ears pierced are you cool with that like custody issue things deserve responses emotional outbursts jabs insults victim speak all of that deserve silence that is their own cross to bear not yours don't buy into it because what happens is that's right you respond to that you react to it reactions create actions create reactions so if they have an action, you have a reaction, it's going to create more action. It's going to it's going to show them, "Ooh, mm-hmm. this did something." Yeah. This got an action out of them or a reaction yeah. out of them. And look what happens when you poke the bear. The bear roars, yeah. you know, and they think it's fun because there's a there's a a, a gate of you know whatever you want to call it between you. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? Yep. So, and that's super important what Eric says, because all you can control is how you react, right? You can't control what the other parent does in their own home. You can't control what the other parent says to the child or demands of the child or manipulates the child or writes you. All you can do is deal is, is your, you know, figure out how you're going to react to it or not. So with that being said, okay, you can't control her, but you absolutely, especially as children get older You can sit down and have conversations with your children. I have done this. And you sit down with your child and we've had the conversation that our two houses are different. 
one set of rules are one way in one house. The other set of rules are another way in this house. You know, um, I am that mom who is not okay with my kids calling their stepmom mom. I'm not, whatever. That's my personal preference. I think it's a sacred thing. I pushed my kids out of my vagina. Thank you very much. (laughs) I had them in my stomach for nine months. I raised them since they were born. For me, it matters and it's a respect thing. So I am that mom. Well, and one of our one of so our listeners I, asked, does that by not she says I'd have issues with the child being encouraged to call their stepmother mama. Does that make me a bitter parent? No, I think that that's a sacred title. So let the mom have it. Who the fuck cares? Let her have her title. Right. Like, I'm not offended. My stepchildren don't call me mom. I'm not their mom. I'm their stepmom. If they have a cute nickname for me cool but <laughs> what if it, what's the, I just black screen it. <laughs> what if it's you not just a, lost your shit or what <laughs> what if it's not a cute nickname well <laughs> if it's a disrespectful nickname right but like you know I think that that is an okay thing just to let the mom have like get over it you know there it's it is what it is you know you can't you may wish you that your wife was the mom but that's just not how it's it not what is. And so whatever, move on. You have, you know, hopefully your wife has children to call her mom and let that be okay. Like just take the pressure off and get over it. You know, Um, it's not worth the mental anguish and the hell that goes between households and the bitterness. Right. So I think that's something like to let go of and give to the mom. And maybe you guys can figure out another nickname or, you know, her God-given name's great, too. Let the child, you know, I'm Julie to my stepkids. Cool. And, and what other names? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> just I don't know. Um, but it's not offensive to me because I'm just not the mom. Like, and I'm okay with that. Like, I didn't get married hoping, you know, I guess, I, I don't know. I have a different outlook. And because I am a mom and I feel like it's sacred in my opinion, you know, I wouldn't be comfortable if my kids wanted to call Eric dad. I'd prefer be daddy. Daddy. <laughs> but that would be weird for me also because that's my personal opinion. I'm like, he's not your dad. He's your okay. stepdad. Um, I wouldn't be. I would be like, that's weird because they have a dad. No, right, 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 right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. It's not like you're. What about grandparents, though? What about when it comes to grandparents? Because our kids do call. You know, like your son walks into my parents' house. Yeah. Not his biological grandparents. And he calls them grandma, grandpa, grandma, grandpa, you know, more, more um, easily, easier than the other kids do. Our kids have their own quirks. Yeah. Each kid has their own (laughs) thing. They do a little better in the blended family than the other. Yeah. I feel like that's, (laughs) that's your son's gift. Blended family gift. When he walks into my parents' house or when we're going there, he calls them grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. Um, he calls all sets of grandparents that. That's what I mean. So, mm-hmm. but I, but that here, doesn't bug me oddly enough. <laughs> right. But you know what? And I feel like it probably doesn't bug many people. It's one of those things that, like, grandparents, even though they're the greatest things on earth, it's like, eh, they're just the grandparents. You know they're what I mean? Die. No, I'm I mean, just but kidding. you know what I mean? I'm and, totally and, kidding. And the kids calling the other grandparents that aren't, you know, it's like, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Is it odd? So if your kids are calling 
their their stepmoms that bugs you no it's if they great. call it love it you're lying i'm not i can see why you it's oh no that's great. your lipstick <laughs> it's red um I don't know. I think it's everyone's comfort levels, and I think if it, it matters to a parent, a biological parent, then they get to win. They get to win that one, um, especially if all parents are present and accounted for. It would be different if a parent was deceased or not in the picture at all, and, and they were really fill it, filling an absent role than if a child really wanted to do it, no harm, no foul. Um but I don't think it's a hill worth dying on or letting it ruin your life to anyway. But that's so with the bully thing, though, I think that you can only a bully only exists if they have someone to bully. So you have to remove yourself from that role or of being bullied and you have to protect your wife from that as well. Like if I were getting bullied by his ex-wife, I'd be out what do you mean bullied? Like if she was like calling you up and being like, yeah, if she's causing really shit. Yeah. If like, <laughs> like being mean, causing drama, you would be out. You wouldn't, you wouldn't fight and take your steak or ignore what? it. You, you'd be like, I'm not going to fight. Here's yeah. the thing that, that bugs me about that. Oh, I okay. feel like if the, if someone's bullying you, the ex is bullying you and by them bullying you, they get the reaction of you being out. I feel like that's them coming into your blended family and that's them winning the fight that, or, or, or the fight oh. that they created. I feel like that's them bullying you out and them winning by you being like, I'm out, I'm done, I'm oh, leaving, because if I'm gone. I, so if I retaliate, what happens? I'm not saying retaliate. I'm not telling anyone so to retaliate. What, what do I'm you saying do? you learn how to ignore it. You learn That's how to I'm be saying. passive. You just said that you're going to be out that if it was. No, meaning like I'm not engaging. Oh, like okay, if okay, your okay, ex okay. is a problem. I thought you meant like you're out, like you're you're done with this whole situation. No, no, you're no. Going like on I'm out like because a lot of step parents will try to co-parent with the other biological parent outside the home or have communication with the other parent outside the home. Right. Or like ex they do the exchanges like step parents often step into that role. Right. And if it was a situation where the other bio, the other bio parent was attacking me, right, while or you're being trying to help facilitate and be part of it, right, okay, I see. Then you're I would have to draw a boundary for myself yeah. and be like, y "Your problem. You're doing the drop offs and pickups. I'm not figure doing it out. This. I'm okay. out. I get it. Like I'm not going it. to put myself." In a bully's path. Right. But you're not saying, you're saying you're out of the situation. You're not out of the blended family. I'm not out of the marriage. I'm okay. Just, see, that's where I was going. Oh, I'm like, sorry. wait, what? Like, no, you're no, out. No, no, like, no, no. Not way out. To, way to roll over and take it. <sighs> not out of the marriage. Guess I'm just out, removing from my situation. Guess who's out of going dirt bike riding tomorrow because this they is are, ridiculous. Yeah. Because, yeah. Filling so. our feed with crap. Yeah. Thanks. So, um, someone lost dirt bike riding tomorrow. But anyway, I don't. So, I think that you have to protect your wife and let her create boundaries if, and you don't, if in these emails, she's being ripped a new one, the ex is ripping your wife a new one, maybe don't read emails to her and let her see it. Definitely don't address it. Um, also, and don't respond to it. Like, let it die with her. Let her hate. I think exes need to be let to die with their hate. You know, they, they shouldn't be able to get to you. And if they do, they shouldn't know they do because that just fuels the fire. 
So um, I would figure out and I, I would protect my wife. I would protect myself. And as far as your child who has to go between homes, I would just sit your child down and say, in our home, like, this is the reality. You live in two homes. There are two sets of rules. Our home is a safe place for you. We love you, you know, and then you just stay consistent with this child with the rules, values, ideals, and your home. And you kind of have to communicate with your child consistently and constantly and a lot, especially if they feel like they're walking on eggshells. You have to always pull them in and remind them that they it's not necessary in your home. Like you are not going to create problems with mom. Mom isn't going to find out anything you don't tell her. You know, like you can be you in this. Create a safe bubble. space. Yes. Yeah. And just stay consistent with that. And that's how you can protect your child. I mean, if she's super evil and, you know, I feel like a cut, you know, she's got custody. So what are you going to do? I mean, if she's hurting your child, then take her to court, but They'll I'm assuming that's action. not She's the case. Your yeah. You know, parents are, parents have a ton of emotions to surround their kids. It is the hardest thing to share your kids and to co-parent with your kids. So I'm really just, I think especially as kids get older, it's appropriate to have conversations and not bad mouthing the other parent. That will get that, nowhere. That gets you nowhere. It, well, it gets nowhere, but it also gets remembered. It gets remembered yeah. for years to come. Yeah. And Eric's right. Kids are smart. They know who their parents are, right? They know which household they can get away with more stuff, which household has a more loving, accepting outlook. You know, I mean, I don't know how else. I mean, Kids will know who their parents are, and you can't protect them from that. All you can do is just give them a safe place to know that they are loved in your home, you know, and... Um, That's my new know. question. Who's your daddy? <laughs> Who's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> um, okay. Should you address how your ex is dressed when they show up to pick up the kids wearing provocative attire... <laughs> Especially if it <laughs> bugs your current spouse. If you do decide to address it, what should be said? So we had some we had a we had a man write in on our support group page and he's like, I don't know what to do. My my spouse is very upset that my ex comes to pick up the kids and she's dressed slutty is the word he used. She's dressed Did you type back pictures or it never happened? <laughs> You would, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he's like, she's dressed very slutty. My ex or my wife isn't okay with it. My wife really wants me to address this with my baby mama. And he's like, I don't want to, because it's going to ca- create problems. It's and then my favorite, two things. my favorite part was it's either going to create problems or she's going to come over wearing less just to spite me. And or, this, or it's going to yeah. get worse. Yes. You know, she's going to come up with pasties and a thong and that's it. <laughs> Wearing a paper bag. On her head, nothing else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so what do you think, though, as the as a man? As a man, I'm like, listen, this is like, <laughs> sorry, women, but this is what you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
as a man, he, yeah, he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. Because he enjoys when the mom comes no, but and here's picks the, the thing. up the kids. No, here's the thing, though. I get this because wife, uh, ex-wife's doing one thing. Current wife wants him to do one thing. He knows if he does that one thing, that ex-wife is going to behave one way. But if he doesn't do that one thing, current wife is... Not going to respect him. It's not even respect. It's like there's going to be so much, so many like terrible consequences. So he is literally <laughs> stuck between terrible consequences. a rock and a hard place. No pun intended. Um, it's just it's not it's. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> Nothing good comes of this. <laughs> like, go dig a hole, jump in it, and bury yourself up. Like you're screwed. Yes. Like, no, but you know what? He's he's right. Like like him him addressing the situation. If she is doing this to get attention, to get a reaction, to cause problems, she's going to either get worse. She's not going to get better from this conversation. Like, oh, yes, you're right. I should wear a snow jacket and a beanie. Like, no, she's coming in. But no pants? No, she's coming wearing, I mean, yeah, pants with the holes cut out the back end. Um, It's not going to get better. I would have to agree. I think that. Here's the deal with with um, exes. You've already seen them naked. Like, if you really wanted to, you could close your eyes and picture. I mean, like, so for <laughs> them naked. But here, but here's the deal. Like, it's so it's not that she's showing up and he hasn't seen it all backwards, forwards, upside down, sideways, the, in and what? out. Like, so. Wife, (laughs) wife is insecure about something, and the reality is, it doesn't matter how scandalous she's dressed; he's seen it all anyway. Do you know I'm trying to say? Like, I know where you're going with it. It's not like it's not. That's not what the that's not what the current wife is mad about. Why is she? Oh, I'm. She's mad about this is her territory, and you're coming over looking like a hoochie mama. Yeah, you're a hoochie mama. That's but yes, it's the fact of the matter. It's not the actual. I'm like, there's nothing to be insecure about. No, it's the, it's the respect. It's the, it's the situation. It's, it's not about (sighs) him seeing her. It's about the whole respect realm of this. But you can't control what someone's going to wear. You can't. You can't (laughs) control what they're going to wear. You can't control what they're going to see. And if it bothers you, then don't answer the door. (laughs) Don't go to the window. Don't go to the window. And also I agree this particular subject, you try to bring this to her, she's just, right, it's pasties and a thong from now on because women are vindictive like that. And she knows this bugs you. Oh, this is this is fun now. Put on a hat with a GoPro. <laughs> Maybe Record you're... it every single time <laughs> and post it to the internet. Make money off of it. Yeah, it's I mean, funny. you know what I mean? Oh like, come gosh. up with something funny, like to do, you know, like, oh, I just happened to be watering the lawn filming. As they come here, you know what I mean? Like counteract it. Be like, all right, well, you know, you want to give it for free? We're going to sell it. (laughs) Or maybe you go to like Diamond Adult World and buy something for your wife and say like, here, honey, wear this next time it's drop off. Is Diamond Adult World a... I don't know. Nationwide thing. It's like a, it's like the sex, it's the local sex store. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm saying is go to your local sex store, bring home a wife or an outfit for your wife and say, here, honey, put this on next time. (laughs) She answers the door. (laughs) Wings all leather. (laughs) Our our screenshot tonight, our our thumbnail is going to be you with a tennis ball in your mouth. (laughs) I don't know. I mean... 
Yeah, maybe you guys dress up like farm animals and that's how you exchange kids. <laughs> furries. As a furry. <laughs> I thought you said Furby. <laughs> Why am I dressed like a little gremlin? <laughs> but I don't know. You could have fun with it in a different way. Or tell your wife, like, you know, try to put her... I, I also believe if someone's insecure, you don't pick at that wound either. So if your wife is having insecurities, you know, I, I don't think it's wrong to give words of affirmation to your spouse and be like, listen... I'm so sorry she's this way. If I can't control what she wears, you have nothing to feel insecure about. You're beautiful. Like, you know what I mean? I would I would I would gently try to communicate niceties to your spouse in this situation, but I wouldn't address it with the ex. I didn't hear a word you just said. I thought of the ultimate thing to do. You're gonna pay child support in all ones when she gets there. And you're just gonna you're <laughs> oh just gonna Oh my gosh. Whatever that, whatever that, that amount is. Can you have a money gun? Uh, You make it rain. You make it rain. You put on music, you put on music. And as she comes up and out of the door, you're going to pay her. That's kind of funny. You're going to pay her child support as she comes. You could embarrass her without having to address it. You just embarrass her. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's a genius idea. Thank you. You're crafty. Thank you. See? Thank you. Just when Eric. I can't read. I mean, he can't read, but he's crafty. No, but that that's actually funny. Thanks. Okay. Last question of the night. Okay. How do you tell a five-year-old they're going to be a big brother for the first time when they are still questioning why bio parents are living apart? And mind you, the person who wrote in with this question said that they bio parents have been living apart for three years. Okay. So since this child which was two which means this child probably doesn't remember parents ever living together. Right. So the lady who wrote in is, I'm pregnant, and they're trying to figure out how to break the news. They said they have like a, re- a good relationship, but mm-hmm. they're just kind of curious how you tell a five-year-old without, when he's not understanding why mommy and daddy don't live together. Personally, I think it's two different conversations. I think it's two different subjects. And it's two different topics. It's, you know, mm. one, one part, one, one point, one, the other point. Yeah. Two totally different conversations. Um, don't make it a bad thing. Don't even entertain both topics at the same time. You know, you just. That's good advice. You know, I don't know. What's your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, five is hard. You don't even remember when you were five and what went on at five years old. So. I wouldn't I wouldn't put too much pressure on the situation. I would make it fun. You know, I would make it lighthearted. I wouldn't make it a serious, daunting, big conversation for a five-year-old. I would make it like fun, light, and then include five-year-old and everything. So because a five-year-old's really just gonna be happy and excited, you know, or you can get them they're they're so new it's a new book idea for tomorrow. What's that? Yeah, I mean, a special new friend. Oh, like, for tomorrow? Okay, yeah. 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 Wow. A, new, a special new family member. You know, it's, it's, there's your That's next idea. That's a great book idea. There, and it would be cute. You are full of great ideas tonight. Wow, thanks. I, Dang, look at you go. Look at me go. Little gold star. I would give wow. you 10. Our, who set up our cameras tonight? Our our feet is really hot tonight. Um. <laughs> The red but I think I think one of the most important things is it's going to take a while for a five-year-old maybe for it to land like, oh, what does that mean? I'm, you know, right. but then 
bring him along to the ultrasound to let him hear Make the him heartbeat. I know it's COVID right now, so our, our, we're still locked it's down. It's a kid. I you can bring know. a kid with Dude, you. Dude, not in these times. I'm, sneak it in. Tell California. Him it's a, maybe tell everywhere him, else is different. Tell him it's a uh, <laughs> support animal. It's a support animal. So I think with five-year-olds, right, they're, you bring them wherever you go. You make him a part of it. Pick out what sheets for the crib. What do you think names should be? Pick out the first toy. Let you, let the five-year-old oh, go really pick out the suggestion. first toy, and it's going to be their birthday present yeah. when you, when, the, when the baby's born. What What is the baby going to get? What's the first toy? You're going to yeah. pick it out for them. You know, age-appropriate, not Legos, because <laughs> no one likes Legos at that age because they get left over and hurt your feet. But maybe he gets Legos. Maybe he gets Legos, and you're going to teach baby brother or baby sister to play with Legos one day, yeah. but you're going to pick out a baby doll or a fun yeah. You know, newborn toy. And help him, like, that's a and that's a really good idea. Thanks, it's just another idea. Another idea. But when you're talking to a five-year-old about bringing another family member in or having a baby, you know, it's super important to have him visualize. So, you know, imagine, like, you get to teach him how to throw a baseball or that's play with Legos. Yeah. Or, you know, you're going to be able to teach him how to tie his shoes or... Um, how to cook top ramen or, you They're know, five well, five year olds cooking top ramen. I don't know. What's his favorite meal, though? I don't know. Ordering pizza. You know, you're going to be able to order pizza. order pizza. Yes. Swipe a credit card. I don't. <laughs> order off Amazon. You're going to show them how to use YouTube. It's one click. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> but I don't know. I think it's 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 more about getting him excited than it is breaking the news like I don't just don't make it a big deal don't make it a shocking thing or it will be that because what five-year-olds do is they absorb whatever energy you're putting out there so if you're putting out timid or worrisome or anxious energy that is what a five-year-old will pick up on and absorb in his reaction if you're putting out their excitement and um, you're genuine with, you know, you're just so excited, then I think that's the energy a five-year-old will absorb. For sure. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Just So make just, it fun. Just treat them like they're, treat them like they're a little kid. Just have fun with Be it. Be creative. You We're know. We're going to answer one more quick, quick and question. And I agree with Eric. Do not bring in the Two parent. different. It's two different things. Yeah. So whatever. He'll get the memo when he's 18. Oh my gosh! Uh, real quick. Okay. Have one more How quick do you question. co-parent with a stepmom who is a married woman? I had to encounter her in the community with her actual husband. This whole situation has tainted the entire co-parent relationship. I'm confused. What are you confused about? You answer. How do you co-parent with a step-parent who's married? Yeah, it, that's okay. It's okay to co-parent with you. You're going to see them places. You're going to run into them places. You are, you know, you you do you. You don't worry about them. You don't worry about what they're doing, where they're at, who they are, what they're seeing, what they're doing. Does that make sense? You just, you do. Well, I'm just, if she wasn't married, would it be different? I guess I'm just questioning why that her being married or not matters. I don't think it does. That's my point is don't worry about if she's married, if she's single, if she's spending her nights at the bar or out. As long as the kid's safe, 
you know, your kids are safe at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what she's doing. It doesn't matter who she is or. I'm please write me an email or message me on Instagram and expand on your question because I'm just confused. Are you? Yeah. Confused? Confused just? Yeah. I think co-parenting with a step parent is tricky anyway because there's so many cooks in the kitchen and then the step parent ends up being in the middle. And I have a friend who did this. You know, when you're, you get in the middle of the bio parents when you're trying to co-parent with a step parent and that's difficult because you're playing mediator, um, you're getting in trouble for saying the wrong thing or you're getting bullied. It's just, it's a really, it's a hard, sometimes it works and that's really cool if it works, but some, a lot of times it's a difficult spot to be in. And if it's just awkward seeing her out, smile, nod, and move on. You know, <laughs> say hi, great, wave, you know, like, and then or, get on with your night. Or just walk to the other aisle, you know, avoid it, you know. <laughs> who cares? Like, you see them coming, turn and walk the other way. Like, Dodge them. Ca- we're all adults like at this point. Who, who cares these days, you know? Yeah. <laughs> In the grocery store. Yeah. Dodge just go down people. a different aisle. It does not matter. Yeah. But so. I think there's more to this question, and I would love to know. Maybe we can talk about it more next week. So if... You wrote in on Instagram. Please write me a message and give me your question in a fuller capacity. And subscribe. I see that subscribe button. I think the thumbs up button comes next, right? Yep. Anyways, you guys, if you have more questions like the ones we talked about tonight, because all of these were from actual listeners and viewers, write into us. Hit that thumbs up button. Oh, look at that. I matched it almost. Um, (laughs) And let us know what you guys think. Um, You have questions you want talked about. We're not professionals, but we are in it with you guys. We are actually you're you're almost a certified professional. I'm almost a professional. I'm, pr- I'm proud of you. I'm not. I'm 97 <laughs> professional. You're doing something with your life, honey. I love you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm very proud of you. I was telling you Thank earlier you. today that I think you're above where everyone else is. Anyways, we'll we're gonna tout you and what you're doing later. But uh, we got a lot of fun, exciting stuff coming, you guys. So you know what? I'm gonna say tuned. this now because okay. the next time. I am here live on our podcast. I will be a certified life and health coach. That's the truth. That's the truth. I'm six days away from certification. And she's going to be here to help you guys. So stay tuned. See you guys next time. Bye. That's crazy. You're crazy. Isn't that wild? I'll be certified by this time. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.